It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Mostly sunny today. Highs in 60 degrees. Clear and cold tonight. Lows drop to around the freezing mark. Watch for some early frost Friday morning, then sunny and a high of 66. Lows reach the mid-30s Friday night. Warming back up on Saturday. Highs in 72 degrees with a low of 43. And we'll bring in some clouds, maybe some showers coming in on Sunday with a high of 70. 31 degrees now in Bedford, 35 in Lynchburg, 36 in Roanoke, 39 in Salem, 31 in Danville, 33 in Appomattox. You make the toast. We'll bring the jam on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Well, we've been talking a lot about uh, mental health issues this week. We've been talking about about um, a lot of uh, drug issues this week. There are have been quite a few stories about celebrities coming out this week. We had the young man that was uh, on the Harry Potter series. He came out talking about uh, mental health and uh, and his excessive drinking and going to rehab and um, and how that was a, a symptom of mental health issues. Uh, not so much just uh, addiction. Matthew Perry has come out, and we've known for a long time that he's had struggles with alcohol and drug addiction for years. Uh, and he said in a 2016 radio interview that he didn't even remember filming multiple seasons of Friends somewhere between season three and six because he was so out of it much of the time. But despite the fact that Perry cleaned up and was sober enough to get through season nine, he relapsed several more times. Uh, all told, the 53-year-old actor has been in rehab 15 times. He reveals in an upcoming memoir, it's called Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing, Has uh, his last battle with opioid addiction a few years ago was so serious that he nearly died. He was 49 years old. And he said he suffered from a gastrointestinal perforation. His colon literally burst from opioid overuse. He spent five months hospitalized, including two weeks when he was in a coma. The doctors told my family I had a 2% chance to live. I was put on a thing called an ECMO machine, which does all the breathing for your heart and lungs. That's called the Hail Mary. Few people survive that. But he did survive, and he discloses he was one of five people put on uh, ECMO machine that night and the only one that lived. And he's hoping that by sharing this story, he can help others who are struggling. And um, he says there has to be some kind of reason why he uh, survived. And he says it seems as though sobriety is going to stick this time. He says he's had a couple of stark reminders to keep him from using Again, including the ever-present scars on his stomach and uh, the looming threat of needing to permanently use a colostomy bag. Now, who would? that's a lot of personal information for him to share. It, it's pretty cool that he is sharing it. But, I mean, if that can happen to somebody like Matthew Perry, um, it, it can literally happen to anybody. It's, it's just, um, I think it's kind of cool that he is coming out and sharing the information but as i was saying a couple of weeks ago 
um, a child that I taught in Sunday school was lost to a fentanyl overdose. And it was the last kid on earth that you would think would die from something like that. And yet, you know, here we are. So just be mindful and know that if you are struggling, that there's a lot of help out there. Um, There is another woman who is coming out and speaking about Paul Duffy, who was someone who actually would go to hospitals and offer support to survivors. And the whole time he was doing that, he was addicted. He was helping other addicts, but he was addicted and struggling with sobriety. It's it's tough. I mean, it's just like it's a disease. And it, it is. It is a disease, and it it doesn't get treated that way. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's such a negative. There's so much negative connotation with it. Yeah, where, you're weak. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's just, it's, you know. He thought that uh, he might lose his job. That's why he was fearful to reach out and admit he had been using to get help. Uh, she says the stigma, even for people in recovery, is strong. Uh, she herself is a recovering addict. Uh, he he was 32 years old when he passed away due to fentanyl poisoning, which is what I refer to it because that's what it is. And since Duffy's death, uh, she's been fighting to end the shame associated with addiction in the hopes that fewer people will silently suffer until it's too late to seek help. And she's convinced that stigma is what prevented her um, soulmate, is what she calls him, from seeking help. And Duffy went by his last name. Like so many, he got hooked on opioids through a legitimate prescription. He had been given OxyContin in high school for a back injury. But when prescription opioids became unaffordable, he turned to cheaper and more accessible options like heroin. Later, his drug of choice became cocaine and other amphetamine-like substances, though he would still use opioids to come down from the stimulants. If you looked at this guy, you would think he was just a healthy, regular, all-American guy. He was charismatic, he was funny, he was giving, he was lovely. He was focused on physical help and was passionate about helping other people. He got a job as a peer support specialist at the uh, Anne Andrunal County Health Department in Maryland, a position created in part by the county's effort to battle fentanyl crisis. What are the odds of that? She said he literally saved people's lives, but he couldn't save his own. And she said the mental health turn began in 21. Um, They had had a baby, so their work schedules were hectic, even busier with a toddler. He lost his father to pancreatic cancer, and he was very depressed. He sought out a therapist he didn't connect with. He turned to alcohol, thinking he would have more control over that. Soon he began abusing other drugs after being clean for nearly three years. And she said she wants everybody to know addiction is never what you think it looks like. It stems from trauma. It stems from mental health issues. And it stems from pain. He tried to stop and he couldn't. He was essentially using against his will. After two months, he swore he would get help after one more score. And then he never came home. 
if you missed the interview we did earlier in the week, uh, we did an interview with the, the mother of a young man who showed no signs of mental health issues all through grade school, middle school, high school, did great, started having some problems in college, and uh, then had some, uh, got involved with, with marijuana, uh, and apparently that didn't work well for him. And then he ended having psychotic breaks. If you go to our SoundCloud, you'll be able to uh, hear that with Marcy Jones. It's a fascinating story. And you will actually hear more on the SoundCloud than you heard if you were listening on the air uh, on Monday. Because we uh, we did kind of an extended version that we put up on SoundCloud. So if you go to SoundCloud and you put in Monday's date, you should be able to pull that right up. The name of her book is called Shattered. And it's available at Amazon or, or any of, number of places you can get books and will soon be on Audible because I voiced that for her. And she is an author and she's from Appomattox. So she's a lady that has dealt with this struggle uh, really close to home. So if you get an opportunity, check that out. And remember, you can always go to the Lynchburg Portal dot com and you can uh, access a lot of things from that site including you can download our app and take us with you anywhere i'm going to be back with a life hack because it is life hack thursday we would love for you to uh, give us a call 866-916-3776 is our number 866-916-3776 give us a call and uh We'll talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. A little bit later on in our next hour, we're going to have Colt from We Fix Stupid Computers to talk about some of the latest things that we're dealing with. We've had a ton of uh, credit cards that have been uh, stolen and by the dark web and things like that. We're going to talk about how you can protect yourself from that. Um, you know, have you been running those scans you need to run on your computers and that type thing? He's going to get us some advice on that when we return. We thank you for listening to the Morning Jam. We're with you every morning, 6 to 9, here on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Word Jam. To pack something tightly. A machine seizing or becoming stuck. A sweet preserve made from fruit. A common sense radio talk show. The morning. Casey Musgrave, High Horse. I don't know that I should have that should have played that before we promoted our guest coming up because <laughs> we're talking about Trump. He's on his high horse a lot, so there is that. That was uh, a way to tie it together. Well, I'm just saying uh, he is in the news uh, for for somebody who's not president anymore. Good heavens, we certainly uh, hear from him a lot. Uh, we've got. A uh, CBS um, correspondent that's going to be joining us today to talk about Trump. Uh, more than eight hours of recorded conversations between former President Trump and journalist Bob Woodward. 
And then Washington Post reporter Bob Costa, now with CBS, is going to be released next week. We're going to talk to him about that. Heaven knows they are working overtime to make anything stick with this man. So we'll see. So we'll be talking with uh, Scott McFarlane about that in just just a little bit. We'll be discussing that here on the show. Um, Dale wanted to know when uh, when are people going to be charged for threatening to punch the president? I nobody ever seemed to get caught with that, did they? I don't know. So we've heard of catfishing. We've talked about that on the show. That was something Mark had never heard of. We went on vacation, and I he was never watching. heard of catfishing. He had never heard of catfishing. Uh, of course, I watch catfish with my with my kids. I've seen episodes. I've not. I don't watch it like that often. Well, it's something everybody needs to be aware of because it's prevalent, and it's prevalent to a lot of, of generations. Apparently, now um, there's reverse catfishing. Have you heard of reverse catfishing? Is this when the catfisher gets catfished? Well, n- well, no. Uh, in our attention economy, date app users are trying out a new tactic to get matches. Um, ugly photos. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this person who wrote this article said, my friend Daisy asked for some help with setting up her Hinge profile. Now, do you do any online matchmaking things? Possibly. Possibly. Do you do Hinge? Possibly. Okay, because Hinge is the one meant to get rid of right yep okay that's their slogan so it's not like tinder allegedly okay all right i <laughs> trying to put my dating life on blast here janet hey, yeah well welcome to the show uh are there too many pictures of me with a drink do i look like an alcoholic <laughs> she said sliding her phone over to me um she said no wrinkling her nose but it's too normal you need to show people that you're a bit weird a bit interesting I nodded in agreement. My old profile has a horrible picture of me. I was at a festival in the rain, no makeup on, with the hood of my waterproof jacket up. I looked so ugly. Daisy looked baffled, and understandably so. Why would you put that up on a dating app? Everybody's heard of catfishing when someone presents themselves as better than they are, usually using the photo of someone else who's more attractive. Uh, They might heavily edit their photos or use photos of someone else. Now, people are doing exactly the opposite, presenting themselves as worse than they are in real life, supposedly to pleasantly surprise their date when they actually meet up. Think pictures of users caught off guard and uh, eating or blinking or talking. Uh, It's a trend that is being called reverse catfishing. 23-year-old James uses less conventionally attractive photos on dating apps. I want to show all different sides of me, so I have some serious ones where I'm smiling or doing a hobby, a few silly ones, like pictures of me dancing or pulling a stupid face. I'm trying to attract someone who doesn't take anything too seriously, especially on social media. If they did something similar with their pictures, I would think maybe that's what I'm looking for. I'm not after someone who's really uptight about how they look. The trend tracks with uh, trends seen elsewhere on the internet. Uh, Casual postings, be real. People are pushing back against years of hyper-curated content. It is weird when you see somebody who has so filtered their photos that they're unrecognizable. Yeah, I can't do that. Apparently, they don't want gym selfies or brunch pics. 
They want photos of you screaming on a roller coaster. Are you making notes? You should be writing this down. They want pictures of photos uh, screaming on a roller coaster dressed in a Shrek outfit. Um, I'm doing okay, Janet. Are you? Are you doing okay? Do we have someone on the horizon? Not going to say. Leia said the only catfishing I've ever known was taking your pole to the river. <laughs> I I mean, I okay. will say, I, I admit once I got hokey, I did I did have a bu- most of my photos with him in it. Just because chicks love animals they love a guy who loves a if you if you're dating somebody that doesn't treat animals well i will admit i have multiple times when walked him saw two two girls like walking this way and i just tell tell him like all right do do your job do (laughs) do your thing (laughs) that's like my mark was like i can't take the dogs with me anymore when i when i go out it's just the women are just they're just approaching too quickly especially if you've got like a little dog if you're if you're comfortable enough to have a little dog with you, they're like, okay. I know. I can see from your mouse pad. I, I know. Two little pups. I mean, who could resist that? Oh, I should never send him out with them. That was a terrible idea. <laughs> I need to think things through a little bit better. Reverse catfishing. I had no idea that was a thing. But now I know. So maybe you need to start putting less attractive pictures of yourself up there. Tim Allen is... Uh, is getting in a little bit of trouble on Twitter. Uh, apparently, he made fun of Joe Biden and got beat up for it. I love Tim Allen. I think he's so funny. Uh, his recent attempt at humor didn't really land well on Twitter. On the social media site, Tim Allen poked fun at President Joe Biden, who made a recent appearance on 60 Minutes, but it's clear, based on the responses to his tweet, people were not laughing along with him. Allen has been very open about being a conservative in Hollywood. It's a lonely, lonely road. And even expressed his support for President Donald Trump in the past. So it's not a total surprise to see him lob a joke Biden's way. The last man standing star made a reference to Biden's appearance on 60 Minutes because they had you know, really touted that thing as this exclusive and, and all that. Uh, joking that the president didn't know how long the program was. He joked that Biden asked how long the show was. Biden was on 60 Minutes. I heard he asked how long the show was. Many of the Twitter users did not like it. Uh, somebody tweeted, Tim takes two hours to watch 60 Minutes. Mm, not nice. Um, another person said, Tim Allen was on 60 Minutes. Just kidding. Nobody would want to see Tim Allen on 60 Minutes. It's always sad when you realize you're now way funnier than someone you watched and admired growing up. Golly, they were mean to him. Um, There was a new Buzz Lightyear movie. Nobody asked where Tim Allen was. Mm. I never watched more than a couple of minutes of any show you were in. For some reason, I just couldn't stand you. Uh, Now I know what they mean by instinct. Of course, this person has in his Twitter profile... Jay Hart pronouns so we. Is that a thing? So we? What does that mean? I don't even know what that means. So we go crazy? I don't I don't know. It's very weird. Hmm. There's been some fallout from the thank you, I'm sorry speech. We played a little bit of that earlier this week. He tried to come back, Biden tried to come back and say uh, oh, I was apologizing because I was talking and people were behind me. While trying to express his support, the president said 
that he, this was very awkward, pushed hard for married couples in their bedroom. That made no sense. Throughout the speech, Biden also mispronounced words. Uh, the Supreme Court decision that required states to recognize and license same-sex marriages and concluded the speech by telling the office, thank you, I'm sorry. He later attempted to clarify the off-kilter closing remark by saying, um, I was apologizing for my back. My, my mother would be very angry with me. During the speech, he reaffirmed his commitment to codifying Roe in January if Democrats in the House, if Democrats hold the House of Representatives and Senate. Also, in what has become commonplace, he blasted extremist Republicans, saying it's critical for voters to elect more Democrats to Congress. Currently, however, there are no pending bills, either proffered by Republicans or any other group, to install a national ban on abortions. That's a message that's not getting out enough. Apparently, Jill Biden was very upset that that they didn't that they haven't been shutting things down uh, when he starts making some of these mistakes. We've had a couple of those come out um, that she's kind of chided them for not stepping in. So I don't know. We'll see what today's gaffe is. There's always one, at least one a day. So we'll see. WDBJ7 is on the way. We'll take a look at your uh, weather forecast, which is pretty chilly this morning. Skies are clear, though. Bundle up and uh, have a good start to your Thursday morning here on the Morning Jam. We're on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Keep our numbers handy, 866-916-3776. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Mostly sunny today. Highs at 60 degrees. Clear and cold tonight. Lows drop to around the freezing mark. Watch for some early frost Friday morning, then sunny and a high of 66. Lows reach the mid-30s Friday night. Warming back up on Saturday. Highs at 72 degrees with a low of 43. And we'll bring in some clouds, maybe some showers coming in on Sunday with a high of 70. 30 degrees now in Bedford, 34 in Lynchburg, 35 in Roanoke, 31 in Danville, 39 in Salem, and 30 in Appomattox. Well, one person has died after a crash that took place in Franklin County yesterday. This happened in the 3900 block of Booker T. Washington Highway around 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Virginia State Police are investigating this two-vehicle crash. They say it's reported to be a head-on crash. More information is sure to follow as the investigation continues. George Flowers in Roanoke actually passed out 5,000 banquets of flower, bouquets of flowers, excuse me, to brighten up the day on Wednesday across the Roanoke Valley. People walking through the Roanoke City Market got two bouquets of flowers for each petal at Ford day. 
One is to keep, the other was to give to a friend or even a stranger. Some people thought you had to buy them. The only cost was to pay it forward by giving a second banquet. Bouquet, excuse me, to someone else. So that was a pretty nice uh, gesture by George Flowers uh, in, in Roanoke yesterday. I'd say so. Several families in Building 828 at the James Crossing Apartments are home safe, but others are still in limbo with no home to return to. One of the uh, people, the tenants there, Terry Hendricks, said, it's like day to day or night to night. We don't know from one minute to the next where we're going to lay our head. She's still living through what seems to be a never-ending nightmare where we have to hop from motel to motel. After a court hearing on October 14th, the judge allowed six of the eight families to move back into their apartment, saying that they're safe now. However, Hendricks and Teresa Bryant remain stuck. Teresa and I were the only two families that were not allowed to go back to our unit. James Crossing is legally obligated to put them in a hotel for the next 90 days, but they say their reservations are up at the Econo Lodge on Thursday. Thursday, we don't have a clue as to where we're going. It seems like these people are doing this on purpose. Both families just want somewhere to call home for the next three months. I wish they would just go ahead and put us where we can be for the next 90 days. Uh, They knew they had to do this. Why are they playing around? I have no home to cook Thanksgiving dinner. I have no home to decorate for the holidays for my grandson. It's very disappointing, uh, Hendricks says, on the verge of tears. Paul Robertson, who's a legal aid attorney and has been working to help Bryant and Hendricks, says we're requesting everything related to the tendencies of these folks, maintenance records, compliance documents, then engaging in negotiation with the owners. See if we can come to the table, find a solution. If not, we could be settling the trace, uh, set, setting the case for trial, he said. I'm shocked that these apartments are ready to be... I mean, if you saw the, the photos of them, roaches, mold, in, in, rotted, dry-rotted walls, I mean, it, it was it's bad. It's really, really bad. Friends of Bedford County Animal Shelter is hosting a walk through the, like- the trails for folks and their furry friends. The nonprofit hopes that the event will help find forever homes for their shelter animals due to the high numbers they have right now. The cost is $10, and the first 50 people to sign up will get a free T-shirt. Kids 7 and under are free. The event is this Saturday from 10 to 1. Wow. That's kind of cool. Well, we talk a lot about the illegal immigrants. Before we went on the air this morning, I was looking at a story out of Greece where nearly 100. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was like the most bizarre story I've seen like ever i don't know what greece is doing uh but apparently there are immigrants that are that are trying to come across the border there were like a hundred illegal immigrants and they were all naked there was not one stitch of clothing on any of them they were all male and apparently that's what they do they they will strip them naked and and beat them to deter them from from coming to their border i guess that's one way to deal with it um that's a crazy story if you get a chance look that one up uh virginia it would seem has about two hundred and fifty thousand illegal immigrants um more than a quarter of a million people in virginia immigrated to the country illegally that's according to estimates and five localities do not fully work with federal law enforcement regarding deportations 
although the government doesn't have data on the exact number of immigrants who are coming across the the border uh, illegally. Estimates for the Virginia population are somewhere between 250,000 to 275,000. Some proponents of stricter immigration control have warned that the failure to enforce immigration laws has become a burden on local economies and has made some communities much less safe. Now, are you surprised by this number? I'd, I'd like to know. Uh, 866-916-3776. Give me a call and tell me what your take is on this, Dale. I know you have one. Um, It's a lot of people, for sure. Most people in Virginia who have immigrated illegally came from south of the United States border, according to the Migration Policy Institute. 62% came from Mexico or Central America. 10% came from South America. Another 1% come from the Caribbean, which encompasses nearly three-quarters, about 19% of people who immigrated illegally came from Asia, 5% from Africa, just 3% came from Canada, Europe, or Oceania. About 70% of people who immigrated illegally in Virginia are employed, and 4% are unemployed, and another 26% are not in the labor force at this time. That seems to be an awful lot of people. And what are we going to do about it is the question. Although most Virginia localities fully cooperate with federal law enforcement for deportations, five Virginia localities are labeled as sanctuary jurisdictions by the Center for Immigration Studies, which supports lower immigration rates and stricter enforcement of immigration laws. Some localities have disputed their inclusion on that list. They refuse basic cooperation with federal law enforcement. They're undermining the safety of their own citizens when they do this. Under Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin, who came into power after two consecutive Democratic governorships, the state diverted $10 million away from scholarships for DACA students and allocated them to historically black colleges and universities. Apart from this change, most policies related to immigration enforcement have remained the same. Now, we've got Governor Youngkin scheduled for next month, or next month, next week here on the show. I hope I'll get a chance to uh, to ask him about that. Of course, his big thing now is the, you know, the police. And the police are, are busier than ever now because, I think, because of the, the immigration issues that we have. We got a text in, uh, says he doesn't have cell coverage to to call. Uh, Ask for the terrorists that have slipped across the southern border <laughs> to call in as well. Okay, ha ha. Pretty sure they're not going to do that. It's not going to happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. 250,000 is a, a lot of people. And I want to know where these areas are in Virginia that aren't cooperating. I know there's some in northern Virginia. And is Roanoke a sanctuary? Can you find out what the sanctuary um, cities are in in Virginia? I think Roanoke may be one of them that is listed. I don't know. Um, actress Judy Dench 
is defending the royal family and is taking on the crown, the show The Crown, calling it crude sensationalism. Uh, The actress invoked the Queen's death on September 8th, saying Netflix should reconsider a disclaimer about The Crown being a fictional version of history. She, She says it's crude sensationalism, cruelly unjust in its depictions of the British royal family. The actress who has played Queen Elizabeth II on screen and was made a, a dom in late, and by the late monarch in 88, called the show brilliant but argued in a letter to the Times of London it needs a disclaimer at the beginning of the show to emphasize its portrayal of royal history and that it's fictional. That's probably a fair thing to ask for. We've got some uh, interesting stories about the queen and how she signaled her secret service. And also a story about Meghan Markle's trying to get back in the headlines again. Did you look that up? Yeah, so Virginia actually doesn't have any sanctuary cities technically. So according Mm. to Lear's org, org, this, uh, and then I looked at the Central Virginia uh, Sanctuary Network, and it says there's no. It says does Virginia no Virginia cities such as Richmond and Alexandria that declared themselves to be inclusive. However, there are no. Counties in Virginia that are sanctuaries. Virginia cannot have sanctuary cities because the Commonwealth is bound by Dillon Rule, which means that, that no locality can have a law that violates the state law. In Virginia, everyone who is processed through the criminal justice system has their fingerprints sent to the Department of Homeland Security because of this automatic information sharing. No localities can be a sanctuary. All right. So, but there is a list of of um like inclusive cities mm-hmm. so that's is, so is that code <laughs> so that's yeah probably so there's not like an official one that's like letters to the law that won't comply with ice but there are some that are more accepting than others is probably the best way to put it see i want to know i want to know these communities that they're talking about the five sanctuary localities um looking at because they're talking, they're talking specifically about about how most of the Virginia localities cooperate, but there are five of them who aren't cooperating. So Richmond, that probably, wouldn't surprise me. Alexandria, I'm, I'm sh- the no- Nova, Charlottesville wouldn't surprise me. Virginia Beach area. So, uh-huh. uh, but these states claim to have sanctuary series this is as of march 2021 according to this organization california colorado connecticut illinois massachusetts new jersey new mexico new york oregon vermont and washington yeah okay well maybe we can find maybe we can find that out as uh as we talk to the governor's office because they're specifically saying five localities so we've got to be able to find that somewhere um so they can't call themselves sanctuary cities. They're calling them sanctuary localities. Roanoke Valley Sanctuary. Okay. What is that? All right. Well, we'll look into that more and see if we can we can get more details about that because that's a problem. And and if we live in one of those areas, that needs to be addressed. So we'll be back uh, in just a couple of seconds. I'm going to tell you how Queen Elizabeth used her lipstick to send secret signals. And then Meghan Markle, she's trying to get back into uh, the headlines again. Once again, being a victim. Poor little thing. Said she was treated like a bimbo on Deal or No Deal.
Bless her heart. We'll be back. Things on the right foot. And listen to the Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. On the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Jam. We're glad you're joining us this morning. We uh, have Dale on the line this morning. He's going to grace us with his presence. Colt's coming up in just a little bit. We're going to talk to him about all things technical. Uh, So we'll have him joining us here in just a little bit. In the meantime, good morning, Dale. I saw the bat signal out here, so I have to call in rescue. You. Are, are you rescuing me? Are you sure it looks like a bad signal? <laughs> oh, wow. I'm not sure where that was going. I think it's the shape of a pie or a hot roast or something. something or a white like chocolate bunny. Something like that. A white chocolate covered squirrel. That's it. Ah, love it. Very good. Well, well, I live in a locality that is a sanctuary locality. We're a sanctuary out here for ex-Yankee. For the arch nemesis of radio talk show hosts. <laughs> is that what it is? How many of you are there? Yes, we have to... quite well, a few. Well, you count me and Clark and Trish who are right here laying down there. Now there's three of us. Do you believe that um, that they're? I mean, why aren't they naming these localities in Virginia? I mean, they're saying that there's five of them. Why aren't they saying where they are? Because they go out of their way to protect illegal aliens or illegal uh, invaders. Well, yeah, they are. I mean, they are here illegally. Do you think we only have, do you think those numbers are accurate? Well, it could be. I remember years ago, I was in Charlotte, North Carolina. I couldn't believe when I went to McDonald's, no one spoke English. Mm hmm. It was hard to order anything in McDonald's in Charlotte, North Carolina 15 years ago, so they're just moving north like that. And that was 15 years ago. That was about 15 years ago, yeah. That's hard to believe. Well, my, wife wanted me to, my wife wanted me to inform you this. <clears throat> she has a, a person who works with her at Liberty that, I, she, I'm going to butcher this, I told her to call, but she's, she's driving, so she's not allowed to do that, uh, who is a actual veterinarian working on his epidemiology degree, I think she said. He's from, I don't know if it was, it was somewhere, it's Senegal or somewhere in Africa, and he's doing it legally, as you're talking about all the fees he has to pay, $500 to get working towards citizenship. Right. Now, he's somebody, he's somebody the, he's the type that we need here as, as, as immigrants. He's Absolutely. He's the right way, as, as my ancestor did, ancestors did when they came through Ellis Island, places like that, registered. There's no reason not to. I know they say about the money, but I say uh, there's an easy solution to that if you want to actually do it and get people to do it legally. Okay, I guess there's a fee probably to help do things like background checks and such on that. that I can understand that, sure. Right. Someone wants to come here legally, they can pay to do a background check. But after they pass their citizenship and they prove that they're clean and they're good immigrants, reimburse them that fee. I would be completely fine with that. I wouldn't because have any trouble with be, that at all. Right, because then they'll be citizens employed paying taxes. Right. <clears throat> so 
I mean, I think most of us would be completely fine with that. I, I have no problem it's with immigrants. Mm-hmm. We're all, for the most part, unless you're 100% Native American, as they call it, immigrants. So why would any of us be against legal immigration? Just a very simple fix, but, of course, the Democrats don't want a simple fix. They just want somebody to cut their grass and... Well, and, and apparently the there's like feet. a nanny gate thing going on now, too. I haven't talked about that yet this morning. But, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that going on. Well, Dale, thank you so much for calling this morning. I, I appreciate Even if you do consider yourself my nemesis, I appreciate you. Well, I didn't, uh, you weren't telling me anything today I could argue with you about, unfortunately. So <laughs> I'll try to do better. How about that? You do that. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Bye. Oh, my goodness. Well, she is a poor little rich girl, so it would seem. Uh, we've got Meghan Markle back in the news again, and she's getting some some grief for sure, uh, even from the ladies of The View, which I find interesting. Uh, she says that she felt objectified when she was on Deal or No Deal. Here's a little bit from the conversation that, or the things that Whoopi Goldberg had to say about Meghan on the show. Being conflicted about her time as one of the briefcase opening assistants on game show Deal or No Deal. Take a look. I ended up quitting the show. Like I said, I was thankful for the job, but not for how it made me feel. I would end up leaving with this pit in my stomach, knowing that I was so much more than what was being objectified on the stage. I didn't like feeling forced to be all looks and little substance. And that's how it felt for me at the time, being reduced to this specific archetype. Okay. I just want to say that on that show, you basically had a suitcase, (laughs) and they wanted to know, is this the deal you want, or this is not the deal you want? I don't know that the people who are sitting there are thinking about you like that. They're thinking, I want the money. <laughs> Let me have it. Because Vanna White is always in something interesting and beautiful, and she's been doing this. And the objectification might be coming from you. Okay. Very seldom do I agree with Whoopi Goldberg. I mean, almost never. But let me tell you right now, Whoopi Goldberg and I are 100% on the same page with this one. Because this is just ridiculous. Just when you think she can't find another way to make herself a victim, she does. And the other girls that were on Deal or No Deal are coming out going, you are full of crap. They never treated us that way. Claudia Jordan sounded off after hearing Megan talk about how the show made her feel like a a bimbo. And she started out her, her message with, now Megan... And she said, you didn't have to take this modeling gig if you didn't want to. But none of us ever felt objectified on that show. She, she, I think she has got issues. The woman is messed up. And she said um, that, that there were a lot of smart women on, on that stage. There was some camaraderie there. Um, and she says a job like that is merely a step on the ladder. 
which Megan seemed to use very well uh, to her advantage. So I'm not really sure what that's about. But it is a, a record-setting day. I am writing this date down, the 20th of October, 2022, when I, Janet Rose, actually agreed with Whoopi Goldberg. I'm proud of you. I know. It almost never happens. Coming up in our next hour, we're going to be talking with CBS correspondent Scott McFarland. We're also going to be talking with Colt from We Fix Stupid Computers. Fun 8 o'clock hour is ahead here on the Morning Jam. Thanks for joining us. We've got Bill Trefiro on the way from the Roanoke News Desk. He'll catch us up on some uh, news from the South Side, Roanoke, and Lynchburg. And, of course, we have your CBS News at the top of the hour. listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.